Uh, I want to add, though, I have some exciting news to tell you. Are you ready? Y- yes. I have a new iPhone. Whoa! We knew that. <laughs> I have a 64 gigabyte iPhone 6. And if you recall last week, we talked, I I didn't know what the cost structure was because it was $15 a month if you wanted to get the 16 gig iPhone 6 at T-Mobile. But if you pay $100 up front, you can get the iPhone 6 with, I'm sorry, if you pay, if you get the $100 up front, you can get the 64 gigabyte model. Um, And then the $15 a month thing continues. But I called Dan Morin from the T-Mobile store in Fort Worth, Texas startling me on the way to the airport because I, here was the problem i i asked them so this gives me the right to trade up to the newer iphone and they said yes you can when it comes out as long as you pre-order it within 48 hours of when t-mobile announces its pre-orders i don't know why they're doing yeah. that but that's the rule if you wanna, so don't fuck that if up. you want to trade up yeah, 48 right. hours fine but i'm like if i want the 64 gigabyte iphone whatever 6s 7 something do i have to pay another hundred dollars and they said yes so Wait, you have to pay an additional $100 later. Right. So I paid $100 okay. to have 64 gigs for a couple months. <laughs> and <laughs> I could have done... So the debate uh, I had with Dan was, should I just get the 16 gigabyte iPhone 6? Because what you're really doing is you're, you're trying to lock in that $15 a month, which means you have to do something now. So I could have gotten the 16 gigabyte iPhone 6 and saved $100 up front. But I was looking at my 32 gig 5S that I was replacing, and it was... It had like two megabytes, sorry, two gigabytes free. And I was like, if I'm already using, you know, 20 something, since you don't get the full use of the 32, I didn't want to have to start figuring out what precious things do I delete to use this other phone. So I'm doing the, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I accept your question. So you got an iPhone six. I did. You got a 64 gig iPhone six for a hundred dollars. You paid a hundred dollars out of pocket right now. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm correct so far. You've nailed it. And and when the new phones come out in September, whatever, October, um, you pay an additional $100 and you get the 64 gig replacement. Yes. Whatever the new one is, you get, you get the 64. Right. Which is okay. So right now, so maybe you're doing this, maybe you already did this math and you're getting to this. That's exactly the point. Right. So I did the math. Yeah. Because with T-Mobile, you have to have an unlocked phone, right? You've got to, you're either going to pay the full price of the phone over the course of your contract, or you're going to buy the phone outright. And the total spend, if I got, if I just skipped this six situation right now and just bought a new phone whenever it comes out in two months, um, is still more than the total spend that I will have with what yeah. I've done. Because it's like, right. one with the $15 a month, I have to keep paying $15 a month now on top of my regular bill which doesn't have any other, you know, phone subsidies on it. Um, I have to keep paying that 15 for 18 months. So the math was 15 times 18 months is $270. I'm going to, if I buy this other phone, if I do the trade up for another $100, I'll have spent a total of $470, which is 270 from the monthly fees, 100 for this phone that I just got and 100 for the next one. So $470 is still less than the cost of a new phone would be at 64 gigs. So. Presumably, of course, but right. pretty, most, pretty confident. Yeah, yeah, most yes. pretty okay. confident. So I'm right. feeling okay Unless they about really, this. Yeah, well, you should. Thank you. 
I finally I could get, but yeah, I mean, so then it was like, hey, <laughs> do you want to use your credit card for Apple Pay? I was like, oh, that's right, these phones do Apple Pay. Still haven't used it though. Never used Apple Pay. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Lex. I've got a very important free question for you about your iPhone six. Though, oh, it's the color question. No, well, that's not it at oh, all. No. But, but, but indulge me then first. What is what color did you go for? They said, here are your choices. If you want the phone in sixty four gig version, we have black. And I said, I would take black, please. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Henry Ford approach there. Yeah. Uh, which is not actually the color. Right. Just to, yeah. Space just gray. to be just to be clear. Space I want I want to be clear though, they called it black. Yeah, I yeah. You can have the you can have this black iPhone that fell off the back of a truck. Yeah. <laughs> we spray painted this one black. Uh, that was not my question though. My question was so do you have your phone with you right I now? I do, it's right here. Do you have a case on it or I no? do not. Could you do me a favor? Put it down on a flat surface <laughs> like bang a desk. A, bang it with a hammer. No, don't bang it with a hammer. Uh, tell me now, can you make it like wobble or is it like flat flush with the surface? Well, it still has the protruding thing from yeah. the camera lens, but I would say much less than I have seen on other people with iPhone 6s. I wasn't even going to mention it because I thought I was crazy and just loving mine more. Seriously? There is a wobble, but here, I'm going to mic the wobble. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> This is not science. This, this is podcasting. This is not scientific. On, here we go. I'm going to well, mic. The, listen to this wobble. But we do have what we do have a title. <laughs> you can't hear it. Like it's it's so wobble. minimal. You could one could very easily be wrongly convinced that it's sitting flat if you didn't know because that was my very well, first so thing. It barely. This moves. is this is and so this is actually kind of a leading question because what I have noticed. So in the past few days, I've been I've been running into some weird uh, iPhone problems where, among other things. My phone runs exceptionally hot at times. The battery life seems to just totally die. Those things and are related. I, and I was yeah, right. also wondering, it feels and seems to me, although I'm having a very hard time testing it for sure, that the back case is slightly protruding oh as though a battery were expanding. But it's subtle enough that I'm having trouble figuring out. And as you just pointed out, with the wobble of the camera lens that protrudes, it's harder to figure out if it's actually, if there's actually some sort of distortion in the case, or if it's just a natural effect of the phone, the the protruding camera lens, camera lens, or what have you. So I'm trying to figure out if my phone is basically has like an expanding battery in it, or if I'm just imagining things, uh, and maybe there's just more of a software issue going on. And you, here. you've done the easy stuff like restarting the phone and looking at battery yeah. usage and what apps are. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's. It just doesn't seem commensurate to me into what I've experienced, especially because it. You know, restarting it does seem to solve some of the heat-related issues, but it does happen. It's happened a few times, and it's been especially like you know when you get like a runaway process, and you're like, there is nothing running right now that should be causing that. Um, So I don't know. And and the battery, the big battery life question for me has always been. So I have found that my Apple Watch battery holds out. For an entire day, no problem. Yes. No problem. Usually when I plug it in at the end of the day, at least, I mean, it's, at most it's down to like half. Yeah. Maybe a little under half. But my phone now dies like, or just gets like down to the single digit percentages by the end of the day. Yeah. Something's wrong with Uh, your phone. (laughs) Yes. I think we, okay. yeah. <laughs> we've established that something is wrong with my phone. Well, that's good because I made an Apple Apple Genius Bar appointment, so I'm going to take it in and see what they say. And those are hard things, but right? Because you go there and they're like, well, I can't demonstrate to you that it gets really hot and the battery drains too quickly. Right. I, they're not they're not re- reproducible, yeah. which is well, here's definitely the, I thought, annoying. I thought you were going to say that you had heard that Apple was making the, the camera bump smaller. Yeah, I thought that's where you were leading too because yeah. I feel like my camera bump is very insignificant. 
I need to know how big the camera bump is. I, uh, <laughs> inquiring minds. Right. I need you to, uh, immerse your phone in water. Okay. And tell me, and tell me exactly how much water is displaced. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> it's got to be a pretty precise measurement. So, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 I do want to mention, though, that I, fi- I feel like. <sighs> I was going to text Dan Frakes, actually, before I set up the new phone and say, what's the best way to do this? Because I know that, like, if you do the encrypted iTunes backup, then it should restore all of your passwords into all of your apps, and that's supposed to be good, but that iTunes also seems to have problems restoring phones sometimes. So I had my 5S, and I had the 6, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do iCloud instead. This hotel has remarkable Wi-Fi. I'm just going to do it. And it did. It did fine. But then... There's just so much shit that goes along with restoring your phone, and I'm still suffering. Like, all the apps lost my logins, so I had to figure out, you know, what's my username, what's my password, and, like, literally more than a dozen apps. And it's just, it also did not carry over every single setting. For example, this phone does not have T-Mobile's Wi-Fi calling enabled. I could go ahead and do it, but I haven't yet to see how my service is in my house because I haven't checked in so long. Um, But it's, I don't know, it's just weird that it was very clearly not the same phone. And I mean, which is technically accurate, but I thought that it would, I thought that it would do more on their restore. Like all, I, I wanted it even to be able to convince all its Bluetooth pairings that it was the same phone now, since it knew all the devices. But I have to repair it to everything, and that's annoying. Yeah, the last the last time I did that, I guess, which is almost a year ago, it does it did seem like it was a weird mismatch of of things that worked and things that did not work for some things that carried forward and things yeah. that did not carry forward. And like in some cases, like I know what your user is, don't, but yeah. I don't know anything else. And I don't know that I could pinpoint it to anything because it seemed like some of it was passwords, some of it was saved, saved game data, some of it was other stuff. It wasn't just third-party stuff because, I mean, no. I can imagine oh, in a well. lot of the third-party cases, what that app stores in mm-hmm. iCloud may not always mm-hmm. be right. uh, exactly what you need to rebuild everything just as it was. Yeah. I. Uh, it might have been. I was very appreciative of Authy, that app that Moltz didn't know mm-hmm. about before. Because if you use Google Authenticator... <laughs> Did you have to molt shame? Yes. Did you? If you okay. Well, I just wanted to remind our listeners the context. But if you, if you use Google Authenticator, you have to like set it up anew. And it renders the yeah, old ones irrelevant. And I was like, how? Because, oh, that was just it. Like, I was trying to... I only had the new phone with me for a time. And I was trying to, like, get into Slack to answer a question. Because I got the push notification. But then when I launched the Slack app, it was like, no, I'm sorry. You have to log in. And I had two-factor. It was whole thing. But I could install Authy. And then it was like... Log into your account. We're going to send you a text message to confirm that you're you, and now we'll show you this stuff. So that part was nice that I could do those things. Yeah, it basically lets you restore all of your two-factor uh, tokens sort of without having to do anything other than authenticate your Authy account. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's almost like one password exactly. right, for, for two-factor authentication. I under, As I understand, I said last time, I think one password now does that as well. But since I'm already set up on Authy, I have not really had a big incentive to change. I will say also, though, that some apps are not getting push notifications that are supposed to. And I've had this every time I switch to a new phone. Like if you do the restore, at least with the restore from iCloud, which is all I ever did, and... I have found that when you do that restore, apps don't want to give you the, they won't always give you the push notifications. Like you can try toggling them off and on again, but I've usually found the only way I can really cure it is by deleting the app and reinstalling it. And I hate that. Well, Lex, I've got some good news for you. You don't have to do this again for at least another yeah, two months. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you'll be well, you'll be well prepared. Yeah. in two months. I, whereas the rest of us do it every well, year and are confused when it comes up. But there's a thing that you haven't yet had to do. I don't think, which is you also have to restore your Apple Watch. Um, oh yes, because you have to pair it with a new phone. Oh, really? And to pair it with a new phone, you must reset the watch. So I launched the watch app, and it's like the watch app said. We see that there's an Apple Watch near you. It didn't say in these words. But like, there's an Apple Watch nearby, but it's paired to another phone. If that's yours, you've got to reset it by doing this, this, and this. Oh. Um, so you do those things. And then I was like, uh, I hope it has a backup. And it did. So then when I went into the Watch app and I said, here's my watch, it's like, well, do you want to restore this from your Apple Watch backup? Oh, yeah, because you had to, to give them your old phone. Right. Well, I, ha- I just packaged it up to ship to them. But oh, So, there, so oh. it restores all your like watch faces and it stuff It restores like that? everything that you had because the Apple Watch app is automatically backing it up whenever you do your iCloud backups around the same time. That's actually super clever because yeah. I guess there's not that much storage on it, right? So it doesn't have to, it doesn't take up like a huge chunk of space. Right. So it can store like a little disk image essentially. Yes. That's cool. And That's cool. I forgot how slow and boring the Apple Watch setup process is. <laughs> I did it while I was wearing it. So walking around this conference floor that I was at, I just had my watch in my pocket beaming whatever to the phone. So, or opposite. I had the phone in my pocket beaming whatever to the watch, and it worked. Um, but that, that, was, uh, that was the process. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a thing. You, know, you mentioned Apple Pay earlier, and this made me think of the fact that last week I got a new debit card because my old one expired, mm. and I went to... Pay with uh, I went to pay with Apple Pay at the grocery store and it rejected my card because the old debit card was still in there, and that was not something I'd run into yet because that's the first card I've had expire while I'm using while I've been using Apple Pay. And honestly, so, all I I deleted it, scanned the new card with Apple Pay and put it in, and it worked fine. Did you do that all at the register? No, I did it like I basically pulled out the actual card, swiped it Hang through. on, everybody. Hang on, yeah. everybody. I got I to set up a new minutes. card. Before I'm literally I pay, buying like I was literally buying one thing. Before I, I pay for this pint of milk. Yeah. So I, I went to the car and then I just redid it and took about a minute to get the whole thing from start to finish, um, if that. So, uh, but I, I thought maybe there was a more seamless process for that, but I guess there isn't really. Right. So they issue well, a new number, I guess they have to do some but stuff. But I... Well, it wasn't. It's not that it's, in, it's not even that the card number I think is different. It's that like the security code is different and the expiration date is different. And I think you can't just probably alter those parts of the record, right? Because that would potentially cause some sort of if those are used in the cryptographic information or some sort of hash or something like that, it would not register as the same card. I don't quite get that because I thought I, somebody was on Twitter just the other day. Somebody was not, it's not someone who I follow, but someone was retweeting this person saying that it was so the Apple pay was so awesome because his card had gotten canceled and he was getting a new one, but he was still able to use it without like changing anything on Apple pay. Was that, was that not, I thought Craig Hockenberry was posting something about that. Uh, maybe it could have been, or maybe also oh, maybe, yeah, I do follow Craig. So I don't know. Well, so and I don't understand. Exa- I guess maybe it might differ as from bank to bank too. I guess depending on how they issue new cards right. or what have you. Um, I don't know exactly how that would work. I guess it's possible, um, and that would be great because you know getting sent new cards and having to change that everywhere is definitely a pain in the ass. I um, yeah, I, the the I was impressed that Apple Pay and everybody already knew this a year ago except for me, but that Apple Pay picked <laughs> up on the card that I already had uh, in iTunes. 
Then I tried to add my new corporate card from my new corporate overlord, and it was like, no, your corporate card doesn't work. Your corporate card yeah, provider doesn't want to do that. <laughs> most of those don't. <laughs> I still have like a co-branded card for my other card that still doesn't work. Yeah. I, so the other fine. fun thing that happened with this phone purchasing experience, besides <laughs> shocking Dan Morton, <laughs> turns out there's a whole article about Craig Hockenberry's experience. <laughs> <laughs> Weird on the internet <laughs> by Craig Hockenberry on iMore. So nice. I'll put that in the show notes. I. Uh, but so I had Ubered to this T-Mobile store because I was staying in a hotel. I had free time in the morning and I was like, I'm going to go check out this iPhone situation because at that point I didn't know about the hundred dollars and I wanted to learn all those things. And as she, she's activating the new phone, she's like, tell me to activate the new phone now. And I said, I probably could since I could just pop the SIM out of the old one when I'm done. She's like, true, but if I do it here and then she said nothing, and I was like, okay, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she did it but then as she's finishing up I'm like oh you know what before you actually um, move the sim let me summon my Uber and she's like oh I actually already did do it so then like the phone had no apps on it but I had a dead phone and I was like do you have Wi-Fi here and she's like no we don't actually have Wi-Fi because I wanted to use my 5S to summon an Uber to take me back to the hotel because I wasn't going to walk the one mile in the 500 degree Texas heat and so she's like here let me just set up this phone for you really quick so she takes the new phone and she flies through the setup faster than anybody I've ever seen, like saying no to everything and just getting it set up, saying, I'm not going to restore. I want to start from scratch. And then said, here, I'll turn on hotspot for you on the new phone. So I used my new phone cell connection to make my old phone work. But then, you know, as I was going back to the hotel in the, in the pickup truck that was my Uber, um, Texas, I uh, realized I was going to have to reset the phone again, right? If I wanted to restore for my iCloud backup when I got back there. And I was realizing that, I would imagine the vast majority of people who go to the T-Mobile store and buy phones, if they do that sort of thing, would have no idea what to do, right? It's not at all obvious. If I want to restore for my iCloud backup, let me reset everything. And so I thought that was weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, uh, I have another phone-related topic. Well, okay. I think we should talk about another phone-related thing, but there's one thing I want to tell you first, Dan. No, Lex. Okay. I want to. Yes, no, yes, Lex. This is how we make people yes, listen, yes. right? They're going to listen oh, to right. this ad read because they want to know what's coming next. It's a first-time advertiser on our show, but a, a podcasting advertising classic. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode of The Rebound is brought to you in part by Warby Parker. The URL I want to oh give God. you is warbyparker.com slash rebound. Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone, especially a you know T-Mobile five-year plan. That is why Warby Parker is creating a new concept in eyewear, contemporary eyeglasses that are extremely affordable and fashion-forward, like me. Warby Parker believes glasses should be viewed as a fashion accessory, just like a bag, a shoe, a necktie, a hat. I'm wearing all of those things right now. At $95, we make it easy to accessorize with glasses. On top of their great price, all Warby Parker glasses include anti-reflective and anti-glare coating at no additional cost. And all glasses include a hard case, which you want because the soft cases lead to broken glasses, and a cleaning cloth. There are no additional items you need to purchase. You get the glasses, you have everything you need. Best of all, Warby Parker makes buying high-quality prescription glasses online easy, risk-free, and most of all, enjoyable. With the Home Try-On program, you can order five pairs of glasses to be shipped directly to you for free. You can try all the frames on, get a feel for them, get feedback from others, have your wife tell you you look stupid in those, but good in the other one. Five pairs, you get them to keep them for five days. Mail them back to Warby Parker in a prepaid package at no cost to you. Go to warbyparker.com slash rebound to go choose your five free Home Try-On frames. Send the frames back and choose your favorite pairs in order. By visiting that URL, warbyparker.com slash rebound, you get free three-day shipping on your final frame choice. Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free. It's free shipping in all directions. 
You try on the pairs at home for free. You get the five different pairs to try on. You send them back. When you pick the actual pair you want and tell them to ship it, you're going to get three-day shipping for free. It's also a B Corp, a benefit corporation, which means for every pair of glasses sold, they do something good. They distribute a pair of glasses to someone in need. So go to warbyparker.com slash rebound today to get started on finding your new look. Our thanks to Warby Parker for sponsoring this episode. My wife wears Warby Parkers. She bought them before we had a coupon code. So she paid for the expedited shipping herself. <laughs> wow. And she regrets nothing. Clever. <laughs> and they look great. They look great. They usually do. Yeah. They're good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, my phone related to I'm ready. Hit me. So ye, as we record this on Tuesday, Late. on Monday, there was a report, I believe that originated from Business Insider, that Apple was considering creating its own, what's called an, a mobile virtual network operator, which is to say its own cell phone service where it would essentially lease infrastructure from the existing carriers and then resell it under its own name slash brand. Um, this is not unprecedented. Google is currently doing something like this or just just getting started on, on launching its own sort of cell phone service, which lets it do clever things like uh if depending if they i think they lease from t-mobile and sprint and thus they can like hop between whichever tower has better reception for you where you are right now hmm. um and they can do other smart things like the uh, soup up their messaging app though apple car already kind of does some of that stuff with imessage and the like now as we record this just shortly before we record this apple an apple unnamed apple spokeswoman issued a statement to cnbc saying that <laughs> apple is not planning on making an mvno <laughs> uh, or uh, they have not discussed nor have any plans to launch an MVNO. So I have some questions because I wrote a piece about this way back in May when Google launched its service thinking this would actually be great for Apple. And so I, you know, the thing I thought about with this is, well, in some ways it makes perfect sense for Apple because Apple loves having control over every single little detail. And I'm sure that working with the cell phone providers is not a bundle of monkeys. <laughs> Uh, or a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> it actually is kind of like a bundle of monkeys. It is, yeah. I think it's actually just like a bu- bundle of monkeys. The no monkeys, more cell phone operators jumping on the bed. The monkeys don't like it. Um, they fling things. Yes. Uh, so I was looking at this statement and trying to figure out. So there's a couple things that's weird about this to me. The biggest one is why? Why do they issue a statement about this? There are hundreds of Apple rumors every day, and they don't take the time to give, you know, to deign any of those with a response for the most part. It seems peculiar to me that, that they decided went so far to say to deny anything. It. You think they're yeah, protesting I, too much? Yeah. A little bit. See, yeah. I, that's I, not how I read it. My analysis that's fair. was that's fair. that they didn't want to, that it, they genuinely don't have plans to do it, and they didn't want their partners to get mad. Like, my guess is they even have agreements, and I have no idea, obviously, but my guess is that part of their agreements with the carriers is we will not compete with you Compe- yeah, as right. a carrier. Well, in that case, then, wouldn't it seem like there's no reason to deny it because the carriers already know? I, I don't know. I think it's the kind of thing where you just want to get the message out. Yeah. There, I, well, it, the other peculiar thing about it to me is that, so you issue, you keep in mind the venue, too. This is a statement that, as far as I can tell, was only issued to CNBC, which is, of course, a primarily, like, financial-related, you know, they're concerned with the stock market. Yes. Right? And, and so there had been and, other stories floating around that, today. And bad things that Marco says about Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Did Marco write about the MVNO thing? Because that would explain a lot. <laughs> um, 
but you know, at the same time, it made me wonder because I had seen stories this morning going around about how Apple's stock prices and sliding and free fall, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. There's overblown stories about stock price disruptions. It made me wonder if maybe they just wanted to poke their head into the news cycle a little bit and this seemed like an opportunity to do so. I, I just, I don't know why. This seems like a perfect area for Apple to me, which is why I'm surprised that they're, that they're denying it. Um, and, and like Lex says, you know, simplest answer is the is generally the right one. This maybe they're just not working on this kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, it also makes me think it's so dangerous to deny these rumors because then every time they don't deny something, people think it has credence, right? Like <laughs> they haven't said anything about a car, right? So everyone's going to be like, well, they didn't deny it. <laughs> Clearly, they're working on a car because if they weren't working on a car, they'd just say they weren't working on a car. <laughs> Well, it gets you into a trap, right? Because if you start replying to rumors, then you know right. it start it then, lends some credence no, when you have right. to say no. Um, just, and just, and just I think again that this makes a it's a weird area because I think it's something that makes a lot of sense and because people hate cell phone carriers. So I don't know. Do you, Lex, you've already said you sort of took this at face value. John, am I am I crazy? Am I just wishful thinking here? Because you want them to do this. I want them to do this. See, I don't think you do. I don't really care that I don't think I care that much. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the pain point for me is simply like what Lex experienced is just going into the store, you know, that, that one time a year when I get a new phone and then the rest of the, the year, I really don't, I mean, my, I've got Verizon, the service works fine and I don't deal with them on a regular basis. And so I don't, I don't get a lot of value out of Apple going to all the trouble to make its own network. Like so, I, I mean, here's the here's the reason why here's the reason why I'm interesting. Again, sort of looking back at what Google's doing. One is, as I mentioned, it figures out it can basically auto switch between Wi-Fi and multiple LTE networks, uh, which lets you sort of pick for whatever has the best reception in the area. Um, it also, I see it with the other things. It's a lot cheaper, which is really nice. Um, or at least cheaper than my current plan, which sucks. Um, it, it, offers, <laughs> it offers as T-Mobile does. I mean, it seems like it's interesting because it seems like they're mainly competing with something like T-Mobile, yeah. except uh, they're using T-Mobile's networks is my understanding. Well, so uh, here's my thinking is that Apple doesn't want to deal with the service complaints of people who get unhappy with coverage and lost calls and everything else. Like they don't want to have any story that says, Oh, they're like AT&T was when the iPhone first came out. And I think even more importantly, um, they would want to charge too much. <laughs> like I, <laughs> my gut is that Apple would not want to say, Hey, we're also not only can we give you, you know, a better connection than all of our friends who we're also competitors with now, but, um, we're we're charging less like that's just not how apple does it right they're gonna say you can have all this great coverage for 150 dollars a month and like i don't know i for me i can't get excited about apple being the carrier because i think they would just be jerks on pricing see i don't i don't believe that if, if only because the current situation are full of jerks on pricing um for no apparent reason and and you know i guess my my counter argument is that apple could make a decent amount of money and undercut what the carriers are doing. And more to the point that they could free up a lot of the, you know, the carriers do, I think the the frustration there is that the carriers do all these promotional stuff, right? Like they do things like, oh, buy your phone now and you can get a new phone in 18 months if you pay us through the nose. Um, So many people are still locked into contracts 
I feel like all of those places are areas where Apple could simplify the experience, smooth it over, and make it like, hey, yeah, maybe we'll charge you like only a little bit less, but we also won't be assholes. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's that is a pain point for a lot of consumers. Um, and you know, I'm perfect. I've been happy to wait around and sort of hope that some of the bigger carriers like AT&T and Verizon would adapt and compete with some of the stuff being offered by the smaller carriers, but they're just not going to do it. There's no reason for them to. And that's what, that's what kind of frustrates me about this is that they're so gigantic and know that they have a stranglehold on people that they feel like they don't have to do that much to compete with them. So you know, I, yeah, AT&T rolled out like a rollover data thing and it's terrible because it only works for one month and, you know, <laughs> you know, all this stupid stuff. And it's like, well, and they still charge insane amounts for international data. Um, I don't know. I just look and, at Apple's iCloud pricing for storage <laughs> and at their bizarre, I don't know, Byzantine's too strong, but their bizarre rules about what photos do and don't sync under what circumstances. And I'm like, I don't know. They're going to charge like hell for data is my guess. I don't know. Who knows? But I don't think they're going to do it. I think that their denial is a true on we're not doing it denial. So there. I hope you're wrong <laughs> about this and so many other things. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a slight worry that Apple is currently trying to do too much. So. I don't feel like I really want them to do this because I don't. Well, uh, I just. And I, I, I feel like there's other places I'd rather have them spend their time. I see your point. I also feel like in a company that makes what like sixty percent of its money from its phone, I also think that there's a strategic control advantage to having your service as part of that. Like I can see why they would want to do it. You're right. Maybe they won't do it, but I I can see why it seems why it would make a certain amount of sense for them to feel like we're really kind of. They buy up like they bought an entire like you know company essentially or funded an entire company that was going to make like sapphire screens that went belly up. Maybe that made them scared and they decided to back <laughs> off on this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that could have gone better. All right, Maltz, Dan and I each brought something up. What? It's your turn now. What do you have for? It's us? my turn. Uh, hang on. Are, are you guys? Are you? Are you? Are you guys getting? Um, I gotta find the name. I can't remember the name. I'm sure you are. It's kind of a rhetorical question, but um, I want to know if you're getting load. Damn it, <laughs> getting the sun, sunrise, the sunrise pinnacle. Oh, is that the 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 watch with a watch? It's only one hundred hundred twelve thousand dollars. It's a designer. One hundred twelve thousand dollars. One hundred twelve thousand dollars, and uh, it's a designer watch by Nico Gerard. You know, I don't know anything about designer watches, but um, it's a it's a it's a nice looking watch. But and and and, and I gotta say, it's um it comes with an Apple Watch edition on the other side of the band. Yeah, that seems like <laughs> that's just brilliant and just fucking brilliant. And so I mean, you're basically you're advertising ten to seventeen thousand dollars right off the bat, right? Because part of it is paying for your Apple Watch edition. Apple Watch edition, yeah. Um, which they which they only show the back of. Because it's on the other side of the band, right? And I guess not, no, not aware or not caring that none of the sensors will work if you wear the watch with their sunrise pinnacle face up. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. So right, so you wear the you have to wear the sunrise pinnacle face down then, <laughs> right? So so you're wearing really all they want to do is get you to buy their watch. Now I was going to say I think they're going to sell fewer than a hundred of these things. But then I went to their website and found out they only made 88. So no matter what, I'm right. <laughs> You're, you were right. 
Way to nail that one, Lex. Yeah, right, right. Well done. <laughs> who is this product for? Who would also, ever delivery, want super rich stupid delivery people? six to eight months? Right. Well, yeah, they gotta like you know because they're probably making them by hand. Right. First I mean. of all, it takes them like a month to save up enough money to buy an Apple Watch edition. <laughs> right. <laughs> then when they tell the oh come on when they tell the like Nico Gerard probably has plenty of money. Well, they tell the people who do the actual building what to do. They have to wait a couple months for them to start laughing really hard so they can actually get to work. <laughs> so that adds to the delivery time. <laughs> Uh, it's it, it looks like a parody. It looks like an onion. It does. It really does. Onion article. Yeah, onion I don't. Vegetable. I mean, they could probably put two more watches on there. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> what Four about a watches. band made entirely of watches? Oh, so it's oh okay. So this is they're all like this, not just the Sunrise Pinnacle. The, Wait, the, the Sunrise. The Sunrise is the gold one with a red face. Ah, uh, yeah. There's also um, the... and then they have there's like a really nice. I mean this. This is really nice. The silver one with the black face is really nice looking. Right, watch, is that the Nico Gerard or the Skyview? The, the Nico Gerard. The Skyview is good too. I would not get the Sunrise really. <laughs> you wouldn't get any it's of not... these, even. If well, it's... no, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do know that. I know what this podcast pays out. The Nico Gerard Pinnacle uh, is only ninety three hundred dollars. So, oh well, that's perfectly affordable, right? Wait, so does that one not include an edition? Then? It's right. The the oh, other sure. two include lighter versions of the watch. I think they both are the stainless steel version. Oh, right, right. Yep. Um, yeah, they both include the stainless steel. Um, interestingly, okay. the case size of the watch itself is 41 millimeter, so I don't know which size they're using of the... <laughs> oh, no, it's a 38 millimeter no, 38, it's on a 38. the Apple Watch. Right. You want you want a smaller Apple Watch when it's on the bottom of your wrist and you're, you're never already, looking at it. Because you're already wearing a watch. Right. I, 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 how would you even use this watch? Like, I, I know that everybody recognizes this watch is ridiculous, but what is their imagined use case? I think the point is you flip it over, right? Like when you want to use it. Oh, like you just right? do a full on rotation? Yeah. Because I can't I do that with most point. watches I wear. Well, no, I mean, I think you, you, yeah, you get the choice, basically. I see. It's too tight. So you unclasp it, turn it around, and reclasp it. <laughs> And then when you're going someplace really nice for dinner, you turn it back around. That's the way. That's totally in keeping with the technology advances of the modern age. I want to take off this my watch and reapply it to match my. Well, be- better or worse than just wearing a really fancy gold watch on the same wrist as an Apple Watch edition. Are people doing that too? Like besides George Doctor Frankenstein? I can't prove Clinton? it. Okay. Well, yeah, and uh, that guy from Parker Lewis can't lose. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that, guy, that guy sorry parker lewis can't lose hmm. jerry jerry man are right, you you were too old molt it's okay. i know i was i was well actually you know uh, what i did i did watch a little bit of parker lewis can't lose you weren't the right age though not mm-hmm. like those of us who were actually of school yeah, age right, right, when that right. came you out were, yeah not like you, you were actually you, parker lewis i'm pretty sure you were in your except, 50s at that point right for all except for all the losing no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me think about that sentence. Yep, yep. Double negative. No, I got it right. Yeah. You got it right. You got it right. That's cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty dumb. I, I had one more thought, yeah. actually, to drop back one topic. I'm staying one topic no. today. No. But uh, yeah, actually, I think I, yeah, I wanted to go back. The to denial back. from Apple PR is different from Steve Jobs saying, we're never going to make a smaller tablet. We're never going to do X, Y, and Z. Steve Jobs can, I think, comfortably. Well, not anymore, but could comfortably stand up and, and just blatantly lie. We're never going to do this. We're never going to do that because they're working on it in secret and he likes to throw people off the scent. 
But I think it's a right. very different story for the press relations person to say, we're not doing a thing if they are doing the thing. Well, right. yeah, I just figured there is still wiggle room in there because you could launch a some sort of cell phone service without calling it an MVNO. Right. And it's like, well, we never said we were going to do exactly that. Also, they didn't put anybody's name on it, which is always one of those weird things. Like there was not a spokesperson's, oh, spokesperson's name. name. Yeah associated with it which means that there's no way to like necessarily backtrack it to like this person said this was never going to happen there's a, there's a little bit of deniability in there is what i'm mm-hmm. saying deniable deniability <laughs> <laughs> unplausible deniability so uh in craig hockenberry's case just to circle all the way back to the beginning and <laughs> close the uh the ouroboros that is this um no no close the uh close our little apple watch loop on this uh, yeah <laughs> Get to the uh, get back to conversation the Apple Watch. Loop. Having having gone to the Nico Gerard side, we're going back to the Apple Watch side. Um, apparently, City Card Advantage, which is what Craig was using, um, will update when you. Uh, here's what here's what it says: When your account was closed for security reasons, your card number was changed. We've automatically linked the new number to your device account number and Apple Pay. You don't need to do anything further. That's amazing. Yeah. What a world. What a world. Yeah, so what a world. <laughs> not maybe not every uh maybe not every card has that. Keyboard. No, no, I'm sure that's not the case everywhere. Oh right, no, it's yeah. And like with mine, I had to even though I already had it linked to Apple Pay on my watch, I had to give it the old uh CVV code before it would let me use it on the phone. Right. Right. Which makes sense cuz that that's to prevent someone else from essentially doing something sneaky right we're all agreed we're all agreed. all right well, apple, you're doing a great lex, job keep up the good work well yeah <laughs> lex you need to go buy some stuff with apple pay I, I i was in a cab that took um contactless payments in texas and i was like really i'm gonna use apple pay for the first time in texas and the guy's like oh yeah my thing doesn't work <laughs> like before i even <laughs> before i even do it it's like just so you know i see you have the watch my thing doesn't work so i just swiped my card through the machine like a normal person Fine. Like it was the freaking Stone Age. Yeah, right. Yeah, what the hell's wrong right. with you? Did you fumble with the card and get, getting it out of your <laughs> yeah. wallet? Oh, you should have seen me. I was worse <laughs> than those Apple before videos. Uh, actually, <laughs> this is 100% true. When I finished with the whole process, I had just been deposited at the airport. I leave. I'm like, all right, I've got my license out so I can go through the TSA. And let me just get my phone so I can get the thing. Hey, I left my brand new phone in that taxi cab. And I got him just before he pulled away. Like he was one second and I would have no way to reach him. I didn't know anything about his cab and I had no cellular device. Uh, So I felt very fortunate. Wow. If I had only paid with Apple Pay, then the phone would have been in my hand. God damn it. Yep. Now you've learned. Thanks for nothing. So uh, what you need is one of those, those belt hooks. That people put their watches, yeah. their, their wallets on, yeah, for your uh, for your phone. I want my watch to start buzzing as as I get further from my phone. Yeah, yeah. I walk away from my phone all the time when I'm in the house, though. I know, but I almost never do so intentionally. <laughs> get a shock. Yeah, I, I, I just want I just wanted to be like tapping me, like like the kind of it's time to go, let's go, like an annoyed tap, like hey, get that phone, get that phone. That's what I want. Maybe you should GPS locate you and notice if you're outside of the house. <laughs> Have you guys um go back inside the house? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing outside? Yeah, right. Why it's dangerous. Would you go out? <laughs> Lex, is everything all right? Um, you've never done this before. <laughs> you've st- you've stepped outside. Robots. I have an issue with my watch where I get um not like phantom taps of the kind where you think you've been tapped but haven't, but where it's giving me a bonus tap after I dismiss alerts. A, bo- a, bo- a bonus tap. Are you guys getting those like, or no? 
And it's like after you dismiss alerts. Did you ever? No. So I, you get the. Tap. That sounds like a millennial sex thing. You get the tap <laughs> of notification. I flick up my wrist and I see it. I put my wrist down again. The watch goes off, and then it'll give me like a crazy vibration. If you've ever turned on, I forget what they call, it, but they have like stronger haptic or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. And it's I like a, a strong, crazy vibration of doom. Um, that's what it'll yeah, do. Yeah, like I actually like that one better. Oh, uh, I tried that's it for a while, but then I, I turned it off again. But every once in a while now, after I just put my wrist down immediately after an alert, it'll buzz again. So I'm like, oh, I got another notification. But no, it's just the Phantom Foe one. I have not noticed that, though. I have noticed increasingly disparate amount of times between getting uh, getting an email or a text on another device and having the notification on my phone on my watch go. And I can't decide if that's intentional or not. Uh, I'm having that. I'm having that problem, Dan. I'm oh, that, that problem. I'm having that watch problem. Yeah. What's yeah, that where I can't I can't power off. Oh yeah, that good one. That's awesome. Yeah, so just how need do, to how do you need to How do you do that again? So, hold, just hold uh, the button down. Hold the side button down. Yeah. And then I think when you see the thing that says uh, like power off your watch, then hold the digital crown down. I believe. Why do you have to turn your watch it's, off? Why? Because well, the face is not. I'm not getting. Oh, you, yeah. Maybe you missed this part of this discussion where yeah. we talked about that the fade. Sometimes the touchscreen stops responding. Mm, I haven't had that, which which is bad. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, usually reboot, and and the, my, that's my suggestion to you too, Lex. Which is actually just power off your watch and turn it back on again and see if that. <laughs> see, it. that was my first instinct too, but I have continued to have the problem post restoring the watch. Interesting. And that forced a restart, so I was like, well, I'm not going to bother huh. restoring it now. That's um maybe your watch is broken. Yeah, definitely possible. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't noticed that, but I do find that it's incredibly inconsistent in terms of when I actually get notifications on my watch, my Mac, and my phone, which is weird and kind of annoying because a lot of times I'll read an email on my Mac and then respond to it, and then like a minute later, <laughs> my watch will buzz and be like, "Hey, you got this email?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." Have you guys? What's your <laughs> Not around like family and loved ones because who cares about them? But like when you're out talking with friends, well, what have you landed on as the etiquette? Because I was at this conference meeting lots and lots of people, most of whom I didn't know, and I would feel taps on my wrist, but be like, if I'm just meeting this person who's asking me for advice about their podcast, ah, it's really going to be obnoxious. I feel like even more obnoxious than taking out my phone and glancing at it. If I literally do the glance at my watch situation to see what that is. So I would get all these taps on my wrist and I was like inside, I'm getting all tense and antsy because like, what are all these notifications stacking up on my wrist? How will I ever triage all of them? And then of course I had to wait and look at them on my phone instead. Like again, like a fucking Neanderthal. But (laughs) have you decided what the proper, like, is that the right thing? You have to just ignore the taps on the watch because it's too rude to look. I think it depends on who you're talking to. (laughs) Tim Cook. Oh, yeah, just look at the watch. The, just actually no, no, take, look at the watch. Take he'll the be, watch he'll be totally down, down with that. Oh, okay. I was going to say take the watch and throw it in the ocean. <laughs> well, I was going first the other go way. to the ocean. Yeah, going. step one, go to the ocean. Um, I, do, I, I think that I generally try to ignore it until I'm at a point where I can either sort of surreptitiously look at my watch or just like when I'm back on my own, I will either look at my phone or just like scroll back through the notifications on the watch. Yeah, I just I wish it was possible to do a little bit more granularity for either on an app basis or on a contact basis to say, like, for example, you can do in the iPhone, you can do custom vibrations for the in in iOS 
it'd be great if you could transfer that or have a similar facility for that on the watch. That would be cool. And they clearly can do it because that's what right. happens when yeah. you do that tapping thing that people do accidentally when they're trying to send heartbeats. Yeah, you know the one exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So I, I think of that, and maybe that'll show up down the road in a future update, but it would be great, for example, if I could say like, you know, oh, if my, my girlfriend texts me or my mom texts me, those should be two different things. Let's be clear. <laughs> I was just going to say, look at this guy. He's a girlfriend and a mom. <laughs> two different two different patterns. Some of us can only have confused. one. <laughs> so you have a girlfriend and a wife? Is that what you're saying? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. She's also um, a mom. That's right. That's right. My girlfriend See? is a mom. He's right. Um, and your wife is also a mom, so yeah, that's right. awkward. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> But like having having like a distinct uh, tap pattern for certain people or even just for certain apps, right? Like because some of them, there are some things where it's different, right? Like if you get uh, like the fitness stand notification, oh, my God, my watch is beeping. Oh, it's not me. <laughs> um, I thought it was one of you guys trying to oh. grief me for a second. Um, <laughs> it'd be nice if the, you know, for example, it w- you can tell the difference between when your watch is telling you to stand up or something. And a lot of the other notifications are like longer or you have a slightly different pattern to them. But then a lot of the third party ones I find are the same as like messages. So I look and it's like, oh, it's a Slack mention or it's a DM on a tweet or something. You can tell them apart to that degree. Oh, you're saying you want to be able to tell them apart. I Yes. No, I'm saying I want, I can tell apart some of them. Like the stand one is subtler, right? It just goes like, yes, that, that one's like, yeah, exactly what you yeah, said. You, Lex just sent me multiple <laughs> messages. So um, there's a blip. I'm just going to read these aloud for you guys. There's another blip. Um, there's a third blip. Uh, just so you know, when I was tapping to send Fourth those, blip. it was extremely rapid tapping. So if they're coming this slow, then the a tap sending blip. thing so sucks. You guys, Six ha- you guys have prominent haptic on? He, he, oh, my haptic. God. And then there was like 1,500 blips. What the fuck, Lex? He, Dan has prominent haptic on. I could only I let do. that okay. last for like a day or two. I yeah, found that with I, prominent I, haptic, I could tell them apart. So what is it? I don't know what it feels like when you don't have it on. Honestly, I've had it on since day one. <laughs> it feels like somebody tapping you. <laughs> Just, but is it the same for every single thing? No, no, no. There's all all kind of different nuanced taps. You should try. Okay. You should try it for. All a right, day I'm gonna try. It. I'll turn I'm it try, off. I'm turning it on. All right, I'm turning it off. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> At least we can agree never to <laughs> yeah, yeah. agree. <laughs> <laughs> we retained order in the universe. <laughs> Yeah, there's a maximum number that Tim Cook will allow That's at right. any one time. <laughs> Crash some server in North Carolina. <laughs> Someone turned on too many tabs. <laughs> Mr. Hey, boss, uh, exactly the same number of people have probably have to go on today, so I'm sure there's been no change. Wrong, you, Apple uh, guy. You're wrong. You might say they've been tapped out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Are you still just sending me okay. notifications or is this the same one over and over again? I can't even tell. Uh, I have not sent you anything. How many did you send me? When I did the tapping, I just did and then stopped. And you, But now I have a lot of little lines too. Oh, well, eventually, like I slightly dragged unintentionally while tapping. And so I was like, oh, you must want, you must want to draw now. And then that drawing would not fade away for a very long oh, time. Oh, yeah, it did. It's they slowly, like the little lines, like right. slowly. It was really weird, shrunk. right? Crazy. Apple Watch is so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs>